2: It's Bigfoot Collector's Club, with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do
1: this. hey everybody and welcome back to the bigfoot collectors club the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness i'm your host michael mcmillan with me always is your other host bryce johnson and our super producer riley bray so guys last night i took violet for a walk and i want your opinion on something okay and i'm I'm on a walk. Uh, I'm barely halfway down the block. I'm I'm texting with a friend, uh, and there's this woman like three cars down from me uh, just like honking her horn, honk, 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 and shouting. And I can't tell what she's doing. Her head is hanging out the window. And then like a minute, like not even a minute, like 10 seconds goes by, and I was like, oh, I think this woman is shouting at me. And, (laughs) And she's... I go, huh? And she and she's talking to me. She's shouting at me, but she's blaring her horn in the rhythm of her voice. So it's like, ha, ha, hey, blah blah blah. blah. like, I do not know what she's saying. Stop one or the other, please. Yes, yes. So I'm getting annoyed with her. She's getting annoyed with me. And finally I go, what? And she goes, There's a coyote right over there. And I was like, oh okay thank you uh and we have them all you know we're always having coyotes come through the neighborhood and yes we got to be careful because we don't want them to attack our pets but i was like thank you and then she looked so bummed that i wasn't screaming that there was a coyote there Like, (laughs) like that i wasn't scared she got more annoyed with me and she's like well they're aggressive and i was like (laughs) <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> thank she, you lady she's like I wouldn't want them to attack your dog and I was like thank you okay she's like it's hiding behind that car and then she yeah. like sped off angrily she, and but I guess I,
0: you don't I guess you don't care about your dog so
1: that's fine and then that's fine <laughs> too yeah.
0: I hope he actually gets eaten yeah. So
2: there. I was
1: like I just <laughs> couldn't hear you because you were honking <laughs> your horn so loud and speaking along to it I was just confused I'm sorry yeah she was real bummed I didn't scream and run away um anyway so i Uh, i'm not i'm not an asshole okay great no no you're not that
2: and also that's hilarious
3: (laughs) if you're warning someone so
2: so casually walk by like at night like pretty much every night by the studio if i'm just like standing by the door they just sort of cruise by and just like kind of like glance like "Eh, yeah like they do not care so that tricks your spirit
1: yeah exactly. exactly um all right we got to bring in our guests before we do that we have some quick clubhouse business i want to run through uh first of all head over to our merch shop at we are or click the shop button in our show notes we have some fun new t-shirt designs heading your way soon we were just talking about them before we started rolling they're just in time for summer so definitely go over there and check it out uh we will announce those new designs on the instagram uh our, at Bigfoot Collectors Club any moment now. So follow us over there. Um, You can join our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, the parallel dimension to the Bigfoot Collectors Club, where you'll unlock three to five bonus episodes every month, including videos of our L-Files episodes, which are always a blast. We're starting to do those now. Uh, That's over at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And if you want to support the show another way, boys, what should they do?
2: Bryce, tell the people. (laughs)
1: Oh <laughs> My mind is. Well, well, uh, See, I, I,
2: just was just I was looking out the window. That, bro. that was like you just got called out of glass. <laughs> fully, it's like,
0: uh, can you come up to the board and solve this? One? <laughs> exactly. Not this this to... was my school years. Uh, this was my. This was every day. My. Huh. What? Seven. Uh, seven. I'll, uh, seven. I'll uh, cover it. You. It's the <laughs> reciprocal.
1: Just, just go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. It's so easy. You can do it right now from the Apple Podcast app. If you're listening from there, if you do, we may read it on the show, like this one. Uh this this is called You will love this podcast 5 stars by Air Force 1. I'm not even I really hope it's the literal Air Force 1 that would be cool. <laughs> it's the entire Air Force. I'm not even sure how I found this podcast. But I dig it. A perfect mix of fun and information. Come for Bigfoot and stay for high strangeness. These dudes are awesome. And hey, if you're seeing this universe, if you're seeing this universe probably wants you to listen to the podcast anyway, right? Enjoy the rabbit hole. I have to fly Joe Biden to California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: I do like the idea of a plane going like, I don't know how I found this podcast, but it's, it's great. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we have... Probably one of the biggest guests we've ever had on the show. Uh, it's a, he's a genuine rock star. Okay, his Grammy-nominated band has created platinum hits. It's topped the Billboard charts. Club Scouts of the world, please give a rousing clubhouse welcome to lead vocalist, acoustic guitarist, and keyboardist of the Plain White Tees, Tom Higginson. Woo!
3: Oh. Right. Hey, wow. I, and that was a great intro. I, I talk- can I get you to go on tour with us so you can introduce me like every night. That was great. Yeah, can we talk about coyotes for like four minutes before you open just to <laughs> no, warm up no the banter crayon? up front? <laughs> the ban- well, just you know, what? In hey, <laughs> honestly, listen, I've got I'm in Malibu a lot of the time and there are some like crazy coyotes around here. Like I will roll up to coyotes in my car. And they will just be in the middle of the road, and they will stare me down like they won't <laughs> even move. It's almost like like they're daring me to, to try to hit them or something. They're, I they're... was
1: picturing them like sitting in another convertible next to you. You just pull up next to them, they look at you. <laughs> like, I I love you. that.
3: Yeah, that's the cartoon version. But no, they're they're they're
1: wild around here, man. So
3: so yeah, I don't blame
1: the old lady. I don't. Well, I now I feel bad because I do think she was like in her twenties, but I. <laughs> I look. I know they're dangerous, but I think it was just the 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 reaction was so big, and I was so confused for so long that when she told me what it was, I was like, "Oh, you know what I mean?" Totally. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: But, what, uh, what's
0: your attacking coyote instincts, Michael? Is it first? Is it a swift kick, or do you you drop the dog and get the hands up and ready to gouge eyes? I mean, what are you thinking there?
1: I actually thought about Russell Acord from Expedition Bigfoot. I was like, I would bark. I bark at it. I charge at it. <laughs> Right. I actually just tell them That's I go get out. I shoo them off. I'd shoo them off all the time. i would be like, get shoo. out of here. Shoot. No, shoot. Get up the hill. Get back up in those hills. Does it work? Does it work? Yeah, they, they, I mean, they're See? casual. They're, they're, they're not scared of me, but they're like, all right. And they walk away.
3: <laughs> huh. I don't know. I tried the shoulder. barking
2: thing once at a coyote in front of my house and it, it I I thought I summoned a pretty mean bark and it just stood there and looked at me like what are you
0: doing? <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, you failed oh, the bark shit. test. That didn't work. Yeah. Okay. See, that's how they are around here. They're like like, yeah, that's all you got. They're like it's a challenge with them.
1: Yeah. You should just carry like a bag of fr- like a like a big box of like, you know, the personal bags of Fritos and then just give them one of those to run off with. That's all they're they're just looking for trash. Freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just—they just want something to eat. Um, Tom, welcome to the show. We have to ask all of our guests this. Um, we have to now because we started this podcast. Um, <laughs> what is your personal paranormal history? Do you believe in the supernatural? Have you ever encountered something that you cannot explain?
3: Um. So okay, so I've got a few. Um, first of all you know, I do, because even though I've never really, you know, of course I've never seen a ghost. Right. But I, I tend to be like a believer in things in general. It's like, why, why not? Why not believe it? Because I don't know. Right. Like, it seems like completely, um, you know, completely reasonable to me that there could be something else beyond our existence. Right. So why not believe in it? Why not, um, you know, humor that idea right totally. so w- when i was in high school me and my my friends um we did like i think i think it started by me and uh, my friend dave we used to work at a movie theater and the manager of the movie theater he actually like on the weekends did like a he hosted like a chicago ghost tour thing and so me and my buddy dave we we uh did it with him once and we went to all the... Where, where are you guys based, by the way? We're in L.A. LA okay, but okay. I
1: grew up in the Midwest. I'm from Kansas City.
3: Oh Bryce, nice. Bryce, do you
1: consider yourself from Reno or Sioux City? Where are you from?
0: It, it depended on the acting job I was going for. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Sioux City, like a couple years. But uh, born in Reno, mostly raised in Denver.
3: Nice, okay.
1: And then Riley's so, just Southern California boy. Well, I was born in
2: Houston, Texas. But oh, wow. yeah, I, I grew up in L.A.
3: Nice. So yeah, I'm sure all those places as well, like, have their own little ghost history or their their folklore, right? But uh, Chicago definitely, you know, is is steep pretty pretty well in, in that stuff. And so we went to um, this this place called Graceland Cemetery, which is downtown, kind of by Wrigley Field. It's supposedly uh, one of the most haunted cemeteries in the country. Supposedly, uh, mm. we saw Al Capone's grave. We saw. Let's see the, a place called Bachelor's Grove, um, which is, I believe, the most haunted spot in Illinois. Oh.
1: Um, now, what, what is Bachelor's? I have two quick interruptions. Okay. Yeah, for please. This, please. Uh, involving questions. One, what does Al Capo's grave look like? And then, uh, two, what's Bachelor's Grove? Is that just an area of the city? Yeah. So it's okay, just so, got bullet
0: holes on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like very on the nose. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I mean honestly, it looks like. The most boring ass, you know, every other grave, And I believe, and I might be totally making this up, but I believe they had to move it a couple times into like a more like nondescript even area, like because Mm. people would kind of come and like mess with it because he was so, you know, so hated around here or whatever. Um, So, yeah, it was a very basic basic grave tombstone and stuff. Uh, But Bachelor's Grove, so this is kind of a fun story. It's tucked away of course as all great haunted spots. It's tucked away in like in a deserted like forest preserve kind of thing, okay? Mm -hmm. And what it is is an old cemetery Um, like it hasn't been in use for you know, at least 50, 60 years or something. Like it's way old. And there's a like a, I don't know, a pond or something um, that I, maybe it was an old quarry or something like that that's really deep, like right next to the cemetery. And so the rumor is that in the old gangster days that this was a big, like, dumping ground when, like, the mobsters would, like, go and, like, you know, knock somebody off or Mm -hmm. whatever. They Uh. would go and they would dump them in this pond at Bachelor's Grove. Which was already this kind of decrepit kind of, you know, kind of decaying old cemetery that wasn't even in use anymore. But then you add this like weird pond that they're dumping dead bodies in. And then you go through like the seventies and eighties where, you know, the local kids get get wind of this and then it becomes kind of like a, you know, a hangout place, <laughs> like on the weekends, and you know, people have all the stories and the weird photos with the orbs floating and stuff like that. Um, And, yeah, like I said, it's kind of tucked away in the middle of this random, like, forest preserve, so you've got to kind of illegally, like, hike a little bit to even get to it. It's, It's pretty creepy, like, going... So yeah, so we went to that, and then so then
1: I love the idea of like a horror movie, like a teen slasher movie, where they're all being haunted by like an an old timey gangster with a Tommy gun,
3: dude, totally, like a a pond ghost. I feel like that hasn't been done, but yeah. The Pond Ghost genre is underrated. Nice. We just created it now. (laughs) Um, So then basically, so we went on this tour, saw all these awesome places, and then we had to, of course, um, share these spots with our other buddies that didn't go on this ghost tour, you know. So then we we took our our other buddies around and we kind of went to these places. And then for a while there, it kind of became like, oh, like what are we doing this weekend? Like what cool spot are we going to go check out? There's also a place called uh, Resurrection Cemetery with uh, yes. the ghost Resurrection Mary. Yes. We've have... talked about her on the show
1: before uh, briefly and maybe on the Patreon. Uh, my brother-in-law is from Chicago ah, and he would nice. hear stories about Resurrection Mary growing up.
3: Yeah. So let me give you that because I, I actually have a story there. One, I, I've got a few stories I wanted to share with you guys, but, uh, I guess we'll just start with Resurrection Mary. So, Great. for those of you listening that don't know, it's a it's a, there's a cemetery, Resurrection Cemetery, and it's right across the street from this like old ball. It's called the Willowbrook Ballroom, which by the way, as of a couple years ago, is not there anymore, which is really sad um, because this place has been was around. I know the story takes place in like the 50s, so it must have been around even long before that. I'm sure, but the the story goes that in the 1950s there was like you know, they'd have like little dance, you know, weekend sock hops or something right at this ballroom. And um, one of these, you know, these dances in the 50s, this girl got in a fight with her boyfriend or something, he took off, left her alone. And when she was walked, she was forced to walk home. And when she was walking home down this road, which is also like I said, there's a cemetery right there. Supposedly, she was like, picked up by like, you know, somebody, maybe she was trying to hitchhike home or something. She got picked up and murdered, you know? And so the, the idea is, or the, the, the story is that you, you, people have seen this girl dressed in like a white dress, just like walking randomly down the street between like the cemetery and that Willowbrook ballroom. And so that's like a street where you we you know you just you don't really do much you just kind of cruise down. It's a creepy street. The, seeing the Willowbrook Ballroom was really cool. It's kind of old. It looked like it hasn't changed since the 50s, you know, um, when we used to go there. Um, but anyway, so there was this one time that we actually pulled into the parking lot of the Willowbrook Ballroom, and I I shit you not, there was like an old timey car sitting in the parking lot with two dudes in it. And there was this like girl in a white dress sitting there talking to the dudes. No way! Oh, and that's the thing. It's it's a uh, the legend also has it that people would see this girl and not knowing the sto- the ghost story would actually pick her up, and she would tell them the story and then disappear. Oh, that man. was that's part of the of the and Whoa. there's you know numerous <laughs> cases of this happening throughout the years or whatever. Like yeah, they like. Mar-
0: Large margin Pee Wee's uh, big totally adventure. large margin, <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've heard like you look in the rear view mirror and she's not sitting in the back of the car anymore, that kind of thing.
3: Yep, yeah, totally. So, uh, anyway, we pulled in the parking lot. There was this old-timey car, two guys driving, or you know, two guys in the car, and this girl, but it was like a human, right? It was like a, it was a, like, it wasn't some freaking glowing, you know, like weird like thing it was a human girl you know talking dressed in a white dress kind of leaning on the car outside the car talking to these guys and we kind of like like we did a double take and oh that's that's crazy what and then we as we drove away we were kind of like what the hell like could that have possibly been you know resurrection mary like because you know obviously if people are having these stories of this girl that they've picked up and then she disappears. They're not, you know, she probably is, you know, a human form or something, right? So we're like,
1: Mm -hmm. you're not going to be like, I hope this ghost gets in my car.
3: (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. So we go back around and granted, this was literally at the most like six minutes later, by the time we turn around where we have this realization, like, holy shit, dudes, like, could that have, you know? And so we turn around, we go back and they're all gone. There's nobody (sighs) in the parking lot. Now were the so, guys
1: were the guys 1950s looking in the, that were in know, the old fashioned car or could you tell they
3: had the old car I don't think we paid I, I honestly don't remember like I didn't pay yeah. that much attention because it was kind of like we were pulling in and we were just like doing this thing that we've done you know 20 times before on this little cruise right. so, you know, we drive down this drive past the cemetery pull into Willowbrook Ballroom oh this is so cool and then drive off and go home or whatever. You know?
1: And they could have been hipsters anyway. Regardless, they might have looked like they were from the '50s. You know, <laughs> absolutely,
3: right? totally, totally. So yeah, that I'm not sure of, but we definitely saw the girl that fit the description. And like I said, it was humans, and we didn't even think twice just because it was. I don't, I don't know how the hell we like left without even thinking. But when it hit us a few minutes later, holy shit! We went back and they were all gone. So I don't know. Pretty wild.
0: I'm going to call it. That was Resurrection Mary. No doubt I about mean, it. 100%. I think so.
3: I
1: think so. Bryce, yeah. would you pick up that girl just to see if she disappeared in your car, or would you be too afraid?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd have my eyes on her uh, in that rear view the whole time, and then I'd end up in a
3: car car accident. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a twist to the story, see? Uh, yeah. yeah. Boom. Then you'll be the ghost. Oh, yeah. Right. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you guys, if you don't mind, I got a couple more. little. Oh, please give us a, Tom, first of all, w-
1: what a professional shows up to the podcast Seriously. out of the blue. He's got his whole town's history, haunted history <laughs> there. He's got a ghost story right off the bat. We love this, yes. but bring it, bring it on.
3: Okay. So the, I've got, I've got two more and you know, honestly, the resurrection Mary one, I wasn't even really thinking of because it was, you know, I don't know. It was, it's kind of random, but uh, another f- kind of fun fact, we and this is not necessarily a ghost story. I didn't really see anything, but there's a place that we would play at all the time called the Rave, uh, the Eagles Ballroom at the Rave in Milwaukee, and um, right. supposedly this was like a back in like the the 30s and 40s or whatever. It was like a like Nazi. It was some kind of union thing, but it was like communist. I don't know if it was communist or Nazi or something, but it was some kind of like really messed up thing. Like back in the day when it was like, I guess you could have places like pre World War
1: Two. Yeah, they'd have. The, exactly. they would have like a white nationalist gathering where people are like, hmm, I hear this Hitler guy has some interesting ideas.
3: <laughs> I'd like to hear him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was one of those spots, but which is is weird. But it's now. Been converted into this really kick-ass venue where there's like three different areas. It's like a you know the building is like has a bunch of levels and you know there's like kind of almost a big like mini arena on one level. On another level, there's like kind of a it's broken down to like a small club and you know it's just a really great spot for for live music that we've played a ton through the years. But the beauty of it is is that there's this like all these ghost stories and like. Like I said, I've never had the experience of of a, you know, paranormal activity or witnessing anything there, but there's an abandoned swimming pool, an indoor swimming pool inside this place, which if you think about back in the day, just these total asshole like bigots like gathering in this place and swim like a country club almost, you know, (laughs) like, and and I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there was you know, stories of them, you know, murdering people, or I don't know what the deal is, why why it's so haunted, you know, but supposedly the swimming pool, that's like the the center of the, like the haunt of this place. Weird. Um, and so I did get to, and it's kind of, it's weirdly like, kind of like blocked off, like like almost like you're not supposed to be able to get to it like the some of the backstage and the hallways and stuff were kind of built almost like a maze like you had to like like you you had to have somebody show you the pool because there's no way you could have just found it on your own kind of a thing so very weird like secret society stuff I don't know but anyway so we got <laughs> to go to the secret pool <laughs> <laughs> we got to go uh, one time And, and, you know, somebody showed us to the pool and of course it's like pitch black in there, empty ass pool, you know, so it's like, you could fall in if you weren't, you know, weren't careful, whatever, if you weren't, you know, paying attention or had your phone light on or something. And, um, again, I'm not saying that this was anything, but like at the bottom of the pool, there was definitely like smudges of like something that looked like blood. Granted, it could have been, you know ketchup or chocolate or something (laughs) from you know the band that played there the night before that wanted to scare people or who knows you know but but it definitely like the pool especially had just the creepiest like most uncomfortable uneasy vibe just being in that area but the venue in general like even before finding out all these stories, it was like, Man, this place is weird, man. It just ha- has that vibe to it. And it's uh right across the street, literally, from the Ambassador Hotel, which is where Jeffrey Dahmer uh had all his victims like, you know, killed Whoa. and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Whoa. So weird, like yeah, it was like it's like the haunted like block of Milwaukee. I Yikes. I-, yeah. I love
2: to think how like pissed off all those like ghosts are that like now it's just like all these bands and like punks and people playing music and like having a nice time totally. in their like racist clubhouse. There's <laughs> like, just some pissed off. Ghosts, they you they know?
3: defiled the murder pool with chocolate <laughs> and ketchup. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but now I got the real. The, here's the the most the biggest uh, in my opinion. I know Resurrection Mary was good, but this one to me is the most the, the craziest. So I was. I was uh, staying overnight at my, my girlfriend's house at the time, and she had two twin daughters that at the time I think were about I want to say like seven or eight. Okay. Okay. And so
1: the creepiest age that twin daughters could be hands Exactly. Down. Like, the total, like, accurate,
3: yeah. like the shine <laughs> the shining twins or something, right? Like that age. Yeah. So so we and and by the way. I, I stayed over there a lot. These, the daughters are like, you could like slam their bedroom door and they're not waking up. Right. They were like that, that kind of like heavy sleepers. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, me, I'm, I'm sleeping, you know, in bed with my girlfriend, like I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Okay. So, and the bathroom is kind of like, and it's a very small little house. Okay. It was literally like a living room in the front on a hallway connecting to the little, like living room kitchen hallway with the two bedrooms and a bathroom. And that was the entire layout. Okay. Mm-hmm. So middle of the night, I get up to go to the bathroom, walk down the hallway, go in the bathroom, close the door, turn on the light. I'm peeing. And like, as clear as I'm talking to you guys right now, I hear footsteps just running down the hall. Yeah. And this place is small. It was, you know, the door to the hallway is six feet away from me, you know, to my left. And so I'm thinking, of course, like, oh, come on, the girls are up or they're, you know, sometimes they would stay, you know, they'd be talking and they'd have to get like, you know, reprimand. Not, not granted, this is when they go to sleep. Never in the middle of the night, like they're, like I said, super sound sleepers. But I'm thinking like in my mind, of course, you hear that and oh boy, they're up. I got to go, you know, wake up their mom and have them, you know, put, put her, put them to bed or yell at them or something. (laughs) And so I get done peeing. I flush the toilet. And by the way, the, the, the footsteps were just one way, right? Like from where the girl's room was to towards like that living room area. Uh So I didn't hear any, you know, so I'm thinking like they're, they're just goofing off or something. I, I, you know, I don't think I need to finish the story, but I will. So I, you know, flush the toilet, (laughs) leave the bathroom, Go like go into the living room, looking around. They're not in. There's nobody there. Of course, I go to the girls' room, open up the door, and they're both completely sound asleep, not smiling, not laughing. You know, I kind of look for a second, like to am I catching them or something? Yeah, are they trying to prank you? Yeah, totally. Wake they up! Com- are you fucking with me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were completely asleep, and. Um, yeah, so then I closed the door and kind of just went back into bed and just was creeped out and fell back asleep. <laughs> you just
2: accept it? You're like,
3: okay. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, right. I'm not like going to wake up. There's like, <laughs> I heard, you know, I told her, of course, the next day, but it was like, man, yeah. it was it was the most real. Wow. Like, I wasn't like imagining, there wasn't some noise outside or some, sure. you know, it wasn't a cat cat knocking down a garbage can outside or something, like in the movies, you know, it was like, literal footsteps running right you know five feet away from
1: me well it's it's consistent with what you're saying about resurrection mary right i mean because when i've had instances like this you you don't know you don't think to be scared until you realize the kids are still in bed then it's creepy (laughs) up to that point it's not creepy you're just thinking oh these rugrats gotta go back to bed yeah, uh, yeah, I have to make out with their mom, you know. So it's like <laughs> that's the thing: is it all looks and feels real until you realize that it's not, right? You know, totally. When it comes to yeah. this ghost stuff. Now, what did now? What did your girlfriend say? Is she's like, you know, that's weird because we have had some cupboards open on their own, or you know, I mean, like, <laughs> had anything strange happened? Did she... She's
3: like, oh, that's Susie. Yeah, no, right? No, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um. No, she was just like, you know, oh, that's crazy. You know, there was she had never really experienced that. Um so yeah, I don't there wasn't really any crazy story beyond that. She didn't have, yeah, there was no like yeah.
1: That's weird. Unfortunately,
3: yeah, no like connection or addition to that story. Yeah. I don't
1: I don't know about any of you guys, but obviously ghosts come in many scary forms. Yeah. Uh but there's something about the late night like look we all get the spooky creepy ghosts it's like moving slowly about the room or the house at night now the running fucked
0: me up i was like the high
1: (laughs) action activity ghost in (laughs) the middle (laughs) of the (laughs) night (laughs) right by far the creepiest i think that's the scariest that's scarier than waking up and seeing a shadow person over your bed it's got it's that like what are they doing yeah. Sure, it's not typical. Sure.
0: It's not, I, that, that's creepy, man. That's just messed up. Did that, did that happen after Resurrection Mary or was it close in time or.
3: Uh, it was probably pretty, pretty far after. I'd okay. say at least five to six years in between.
0: Okay. So no hitchhiker ghost theory working there.
3: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It was Resurrection Mary following me home. No, right. no.
1: Did you so, ever go to, did you guys ever perform at the hotel Congress in Tucson, Arizona? Is that uh, Bell?
3: I don't think so there was one super haunted hotel we stayed at in Iowa but not Tucson I, don't, I can't think of it's no.
1: this cool it kind of sounds like the place in uh, Milwaukee where it's a bunch of different like venues in this big old hotel but like they had some weird stuff go on there and it's supposed to be super haunted there was like you know they had like someone who died and like shot themselves in the One of the rooms, like, jumped out a window. They had somebody, they had some guy get in an argument with his wife and then walk out into the parking lot in front of everybody eating in the restaurant and blow his brains out. Like, it's just got this, like, dark uh, feeling to it. But it's also, like, all these, I passed through there a couple years ago with a buddy, and there was, like, this great band playing there, and... Total college hangout and, you know, also like young adults and adults from around the town, like everyone's partying there and really cool bar, a couple cool bars in there. But then allegedly down the street um, and it's all this like college trip. There's this area that there was like a vacant lot where it said that there's like a portal to hell <laughs> there and it's like a block and a half away.
3: Damn. Okay. That so all, uh, you know, ties, ties up nicely there. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't well, that be great things. if they
0: iconed them out like on a map? These are where all the portals <laughs> to hell are in your area.
3: you
1: know some weirdos made that app? <laughs> we just haven't downloaded oh, it. Oh,
3: there's one only 12 minutes away. Yeah, out of curiosity, <laughs> it's like one thing to like have a haunted place where it's like, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of murders happened here. But how did they like quantify the portal to hell? Like what? What justifies that?
1: That's a know? good
3: question.
1: I know. So in Kansas, there's a place called Stoll, Kansas, where there's like it's a really tiny, tiny, like teeny, tiny little town or village. And now it's basically like a church and a graveyard. And I'm not even sure if the church is still there, but there were legends of like people seeing cloven hoof footprints, you know, mm. or that the de- people had seen the devil there. So they assumed that that church in that graveyard was a portal to hell. So mm. I'm assuming someone saw a demon on that street. That's, that's the only, that, I think that's how those rumors get started.
3: Damn. Well, I feel like to get a nickname like that, like enough people had to see something, right. There's gotta be some, like if one, if I was to be like, Oh guys, like, this street right here. I'm like, <laughs> portal to hell. I don't think anybody would believe me. You know, it'd have to be like,
2: it's like a good the resurrection,
3: the resurrection Mary thing. It's like, there, there's so many of these weird stories throughout the years that it's like, there's gotta be something to it. So yeah, the portal to hell, we got to look that up. I
1: got to look for, at, yeah, I'll, yeah. I got to look into it. Maybe we'll do an episode later on the Tucson, Arizona <laughs> portal to hell um that's great great stories super scary i do not like a running ghost and i'm (laughs) gonna be honest i don't say this often i didn't like those kids either why are they (laughs) sleeping so soundly
3: right right Uh yeah well i thought like yeah too like oh did you hear like to my girl like the next morning did you hear anything running you know like i don't know like
2: what do you think it is like how do you how do you justify it and go on with your you know go to bed and go on with your day like what, uh... what was that
3: had to be some, like, uh, squeaky pipes or something. Uh, <laughs> oh, the old pipes. <laughs> the old yeah. foot pipes. I'm not <laughs> that, Tom. <time. Not> That's just <laughs> child foot pipes. No, honestly, I was like, I, I don't recall how I went back to bed. I think I just kind of laid back down and probably stayed awake for, you know, 20 minutes just thinking and then just, you know, well. Like, or probably just waiting, like, the fact that, like, nothing else happened for right. a while. I was like, okay, yeah. well. That was weird. I'll, you know, figure it out in the morning, I guess, or something. Or
0: never again.
2: Maybe it was
1: those kids. Maybe those kids slept so soundly because they astral projected themselves at night. Well, I was saying, what if they're like dreaming
0: that they're running down the hall? Do you think it could work like that? And then, and then, you know, actually has some auditory sound to that. Who knows?
3: I mean, yeah, there, who knows is right. You know, it's like, I, you can't, that's like I said at the beginning, like I believe in ghosts because why not? You know, I can't, I can't prove that there's not. So why not like believe that there could be, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah, who knows? Well, like anything is freaking possible. Well, so, we yeah.
0: proved ghosts on this podcast, so you're okay. They're, they oh, do okay. exist. And then we, yeah. and we proved it hands down. We proved yep. it. We real. just said they exist
1: because yeah. there's just we, too many weird stories. So it's like that.
0: It's like that famous saying, you know, if you wish to upset the law that all crows are black, you mustn't seek to show that no crows are. It's enough if you prove just one single crow to be white. And that's what Where, we did here on the podcast.
1: Uh, Great quote. Where did you pull that from? Yeah,
0: what are you quoting? I, that's, I, that's, I think that's attributed to, to Henry James, but I've always loved that quote because it's like, if I want to prove Bigfoot is real, all I need to do is just prove one. You know what I mean? Not all I mean, of them.
1: Yeah. I love it when you bring out like a well well memorized quote, Bryce. It's it's my favorite. You have a brain that, that's like a it's like a it's like a, a safe. It retains everything. <laughs> I'm
0: glad you think so. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I mean when you listen, but otherwise. <laughs> um so Tom, you couldn't have queued up this next section better. We have a game that we like to play with everybody. Sounds like it might go a certain way already, but we're going to find out. I'm going to go down a list of phenomena, rapid fire. And if you're open to it, you're going to say, believe it. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. And if you're somewhere on the fence, you still got to say one or the other. Okay.
3: So there's no like middle ground here. Okay. No
1: middle ground. And we can circle back and talk about any of these once we get down the list. If you're like, I do want to, let's talk about this or, uh, you know, we'll ask you about a couple, but. This
3: is a game that we call bullshit
1: or believe it.
3: Love it. Now, let me ask you this before I get into it: Are there like some of these we made up and some of these are true? Or... These these are all. Now I'm thinking oh, that's I should not have test. done that. That's
1: <laughs> yeah. how yeah. dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> true. Or it's all real. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Okay. laughs> these are all these are all based on reported phenomena. If that gotcha. helps. Okay. Cool. Or or mythology or theology. Okay. Love so it, here we love go. It. Yeah, on your mark, get set, ghosts. I believe it. UFOs.
3: I believe it. Yeah. Bigfoot. i was just sensitive on this uh, podcast. Uh, (laughs) Speak freely. (laughs) I will say, you know, that's a tough one. I'm just—we'll go bullshit, and we'll come back to that one. ESP. Oh yeah, believe it. Shadow people. I don't know what that is, so I'll say bullshit. unicorns (laughs) unicorns <laughs> uh i would like to believe them but i don't think i am pretty sure that's bullshit alien abductions uh i'll say i believe that yeti um disney is a great place so i'll say believe it Ooh. mothman uh i love it uh believe it why not out of body experiences absolutely believe it tarot cards uh, fine believe it
1: demonically possessed dolls
3: um you know interestingly enough when i when i went to delilah's house she had one delilah her, had a demonically possessed doll she had a room that was full like her mom collected these creepy porcelain dolls Ugh. so when i gave her the song for the very first time i was in a room with a bunch of creepy like i'm talking like 40 to 50 like creepy oh. porcelain dolls. Sounds like you that, should have. That's
0: thirty-five too many.
3: Yeah, easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like yeah. you should have named the song "Hey There,
1: Delilah." <laughs> hey
3: there, doll, Lila. Del- oh, oh, hey there, God. doll, Lila. Hey. Amazing. All right. Okay, so I'll, I'll go believe it because I yeah. One of those had the, to be possessed. The healing power <laughs> of crystals. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'll put some stock into that. Sure. An an alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. You know, funny enough, I know I'm supposed to just say believe it or, or bullshit, but I'm, I'm uh, filming a music video this weekend for my side project, Million Miler, and the theme, the, the, the idea of the video is a spaceship crashes in Malibu. And I roll up and I like kind of hang out with the alien girl, the hot alien girl that oh, was like stranded. Love it. Yeah, super cool. Awesome. So I'll go believe it just for this the a, sake of it. This is officially
1: the uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club favorite video. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> there you go, Loch love Ness that. monster. Ah, oh, you know that falls into into Bigfoot territory. I'm, you know, I don't know. It's like I, I want to say bullshit, but truly, like you just like I said, said it. All right, fine. <laughs> Atlantis. Hey, yeah uh the resort um i I will say i like that shit i'll say believe it haunted houses absolutely skunk ape don't know what that is well you just unlocked the secret
1: game within the game so bryce get ready we'll play that as soon as this is over the jersey devil
3: uh i don't know what that is either so i'll say bullshit
1: no secret biblical the biblical devil
3: Uh, kind of bullshit. Speaking to the dead. Sure. I can do it right now. Yeah. Mermaids. Believe it. Mermaids. Probably bullshit. I'll go bullshit. The government is hiding the truth about Sasquatch. (laughs) There's your Bigfoot again, right? Uh, (laughs) uh, Well, since I said Bigfoot was bullshit, isn't Sasquatch and Bigfoot same thing? Same thing. Yep. Okay. So I'll kind of say bullshit there. Sorry.
1: Past lives.
3: You know, I'm open to that. Life on other planets. Uh, oh, for sure. Some, Maybe not in this, you know, solar system, but somewhere.
1: Life after death.
3: Uh, I would love to believe that. So, yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, you survived Bullshit or Believe It. (laughs) Nice job. Hey, thanks. Okay, let's circle back to Bigfoot real quick. So
3: you wanted to circle back. You just don't buy it. What's Bigfoot mean to you? So, okay, so for some reason, like, it's easier for me to believe, like, in ghosts, right? Something that is just because of, like, the whole, you know, the human existence and and the idea of a soul— and an afterlife and things like that, you know, to me, that makes sense, maybe because I'm living it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I exist, I feel like there's more to me than just my body, I feel like there's more to my, my loved ones and my friends, you know, so the fact that a soul can kind of be lost in, in after after the body dies, I, I, you know, I think that's plausible. Um, the idea that there's like, like, a thing like a a a monster or like a you know like like a bigfoot that's like out there but it's you know nobody you can't really prove it like i don't know it's just a little bit like it's probably like a bear or like you know it's like there's that's when it's it's funny because i'm not you know i'm a pretty logical person but i'm also i can extend my disbelief you know um or my belief, I guess I should say. But uh, I don't know. I hmm. just feel like it's a little bit like, like if there's a, you know, it's like turtles are pretty fucked up. But like, <laughs> you, you've you seen one in your life, you know, they're, they exist, <laughs> they're out there. You know, Bigfoot, I feel like if there was a thing, it would be like, you know, there'd be some kind of evidence.
0: You know, you might dig our Bigfoot is a ghost theory. Ooh. <clears throat> Okay. So you know, think of like we 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 know poltergeists exist inside a, a framed house and they and they make discarnate voices and knocks on on panels. Footsteps and, running and doors. up and down Footsteps the hallway. Footsteps running up and down the hall, and, <laughs> yes. and they can move objects. Perhaps this Bigfoot or Sasquatch is more like a wilderness poltergeist, uh a wilderness ghost, if you will. And you know, people see Uh, The image of it and they and they find footprints and and rocks get thrown and and, uh, you know, it makes noises and stuff like that. But, you know, there is a lot of evidence may not be the proper word, but, you know, uh, (laughs) there is a lot of, you know, good argument that perhaps these creatures are just some sort of uh, poltergeist that exists outside of the home in the wilderness, in the forests.
3: I, I do. Uh, that's a great theory, and now that see, I can get behind that because, you know, I do believe that you know animals uh, have some kind of a, a soul as well. You know, yeah. it's like I don't know. I mean, I'm a. You can't look into a dog's eyes and can't tell do me it. that there's there's nothing there. No. You know, um, 100%. Well, So that, yeah, so I I love that theory. Okay. Great. Well, that theory's well, not going to help you with. Skunk Ape.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh this is a
3: secret game that you unlocked. It's Wait, called Hang on real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can we go to unicorns real quick? Sure. Yes, of like... course. I would love to hear your guys' opinion on the unicorns. Oh
0: they're uh bullshit. Real. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. T- tried to show these guys a great video of a of a unicorn, <laughs> but they weren't buying it. And I, mm. I'm almost there. I'm pretty much sold on it.
1: I, I think unicorns are, you know, like a mythological symbol that means stuff, but yeah. You know, Listen. If like, there's a Norwalk, a
0: whale with yeah. one horned, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. spiraled, beautiful horn, why couldn't there be an a, an equestrian, an equine, a horse that also had a horn? We Maybe would, in the past. Gotta,
1: no.
3: Yeah, that's I, a great. That's a great point. For I sure. gotta go with the turtle theory.
1: I think that <laughs> we would have seen it. <laughs> Tom's turtle Wave theory. Think nice. we I seen like seen that. It. Yeah.
2: yeah. Before All we right. move on, too, could we? You just casually mentioned that you can speak to the dead. Like And then we just moved on from that real quick. What, what, did, what did you mean by that? Oh, exactly?
3: I guess I'm sorry. I just meant, you know, the way, of course, I know what you guys meant. But in just ge- in general, speaking to the dead, I can have a full on conversation with my grandpa right now. Mm, yeah. And not necessarily hear anything back, of course. But I, I tend to, I mean, I actually do do that sometimes. My grandpa passed away uh, last year. And so... You know, there's times where me and my son will wake up and we'll just say like, Oh, like good morning, grandpa, we miss you, or you know, just something like that. So yeah. yeah. So more of a not necessarily speaking to the dead the way you meant it, but since we were rapid fire, I was like, Yeah, okay, yeah, we can, I, we can do that. Yeah.
1: That's how I took it to mean and uh makes a hundred percent sense to me. Yeah. yeah.
3: I thought I kind
2: of thought that's what you meant to. I wanted you to I wanted to hear you elaborate on it a bit more. Yeah. I, that is I'm so cool you how you can kind of you can hold sort of someone's mind and your mind after they're gone and you can kind of ask them questions and and sort of reason what their answers would be and kind of still engage with them. And it's a, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. It's a cool abstraction. Did you You guys want to
3: hear a great story? Hang on. I got to tell you this. I'm sorry. Another great story. So my grandpa's name was Roland. Okay. Roland. I know it's an uncommon name. He was Canadian. Um, After he passed away a couple nights after he passed away, I had this dream And he was in the dream and it was like clear as day. He was wearing a blue shirt and we were at like the hospital and he was fine. And he was like walking, like we weren't at the hospital for him. We just happened to be at a hospital. Right. And he was like walking around and he went to go speak to like the person, you know, like the, the, the clerk, the desk, you know, whatever, the nurse at the desk or something and the, the nurse said, oh, hey, Ron, yeah, blah, you know, something, Some answered his question. And in my mind, in the dream, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, he got my grandpa's name wrong, right? He called him Ron, but his name is Roland, right? But I thought, oh, okay, he couldn't he pronounce it wrong, whatever. So long story short, the next day, of course, I, I told my mom, I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a dream about grandpa. And she was all, it's her father. So she was like, oh, that's awesome. Tell me about it. And I told her, you know, the dream and she's like, oh my God. She's like, when he used to go uh, on his business trips, he would always tell, he would just introduce himself to people as Ron Mm. Whoa! because Roland was so, you know, so people wouldn't mess up his name basically. Wow. So, and that's something that I didn't ever know my whole life. And so my mom, you know, took it as like, holy shit, like, he was like, you know, kind of like the, coming, like telling you he's okay or something, you know, yeah. I was like, yeah. what a weird ass like, like, where, where would I come up with that? You know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, he's just off on a business trip.
3: Yeah. 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 Oh, That's man. Wow. Wow. I didn't even think wow. take it to that level. That was really nice.
2: Wow. That's a cool story. I love yeah. that
1: one. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to play 60 Seconds to to Sell Skunk Ape. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Sweet. Sweet.
1: You know, Bryce, I tripped on the name of this game. Maybe we should call it 60 Seconds to Smell Skunk Ape. (laughs) Huh?
0: <laughs> now close your eyes and envision this smell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk you through this. We'll, we'll have to, we'll
1: we'll we'll play that once we all get back in the studio together. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um. So, uh, Tom, so you asked, what is skunk ape? Bryce is gonna have sixty seconds to explain skunk ape and sell it to you to see if you believe in it or if you find it bullshit. Now, Bryce, I gotta say. You've been getting a little weird with your pitches lately. I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna tell you how to play this game.
0: Yeah. I'm just each I'm, sale is different, Michael. I was enough. in sales for a while
1: and I'm like, just anticipating where this one might okay. go. I am putting yeah. the, the minute on the clock. All right, on your mark, get set. Sell skunk ape.
0: Sure. Tom, skunk ape, all it is is Florida's Bigfoot. Now you seem like a show me state kind of guy, so I- I'm gonna show you some pictures. Do you have a search bar nearby?
3: Um, do I need to do this in 60 seconds? Yeah, sure. Go for
0: okay. it. Okay. Well, if were one's close, type in Myaka Skunk Ape. M-Y-A-K-K-A, Skunk Ape. And then just go to images. A couple photos should pull up. The story goes, an anonymous letter was sent to the sheriff's department out of Sarasota, seconds. Florida. And she said, something has been stealing the apples in my backyard. She was an old lady. She went out back with her camera. It was pitch black dark. She took two photographs. When the flash went off, she saw this creature. And on the second flash, she said it started to stand up. Um, Hopefully, they're showing you a side-by-side picture. But you can see the reflection in the eye. You can see the jaw move. You can see it actually standing up. That is the Mayaka Skunk Ape. Stop.
1: (laughs) Tom, do you buy Skunk Ape?
3: Well, scrolling down, there's a picture of like some hunter guy next to a dead skunk, or uh, yeah, skunk ape. That's called actually swamp ape in that picture. So that might be a totally different breed. Uh... Oh, I see the same photo. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Don't look at that photo. Oh, okay, okay. Right, <laughs> you're done. You cannot see um, anything else. I mean, it's weird. It's got this. Is it the skunk stripe in the front? It looks like like under its chin. Does it really even have a chin? It looks like the mouth just kind of goes right into the big body. Those glowing eyes. I mean, then you got this guy that looks like Tom Hardy in one of these weird pictures. Um, ah, shit, you know, it's tough because you guys got me on Bigfoot. It's like, maybe sc- could skunk ape be, I thought you were going to go here because after this episode, you I, I feel like you would have known how to sell me like. Yeah, it's like the ghost of uh, a skunk and an ape uh, had a baby. <laughs> I'm and writing that down. Hold on. died Die. and died at birth. And it's the ghost, the full-grown ghost of this said baby. Knock, knock.
1: Um, uh, Tom, it's your assistant, Ben. <laughs> um, you have a meeting in 20 seconds. Do you want me to kick this Bryce Johnson guy out of here? Uh, <laughs> we need to give him an answer.
3: You know what? I will just... I'll go bullshit. You know,
1: uh, sorry.
0: Can't win them all, the buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me leave you my business card if you have any. <laughs> if you have any
1: questions sir, or. Sir, if you need me, to leave, up. please. He's, yeah, a course, yeah, right. he's a very busy man. he's a very busy man. You guys man? validate. We, have... uh... yeah. we do not. We do not, sir. <laughs> Um. All de- de- right. De- de- well, de- <laughs> it's, it's uh th- it's time for this week's story of high strangeness, and uh, we kind of couldn't have teed it up any better, uh, because this is a v- this is a story that is Florida adjacent. Um. Uh, here we go. Deep in the American South lies the Honey Island Swamp of Louisiana, an ecologically rich area teeming with life. Honey Island Swamp is over seven seventy thousand acres large and runs along Louisiana's border with Mississippi. This primordial space is fed by the Pearl River, which got its name after French explorers discovered its basin littered with gleaming pearls. In a luscious bayou populated by fish, snakes, gators, boars, and birds, BCC listeners may not be surprised by the local legends that whisper of a hairy smelly hominid lurking in these wetlands. Mm-hmm. But Tom, they're not referring to Skunk Ape. This entity is slightly more strange and goes by the name of the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Wow. Also referred to as The Thing or the Louisiana Wookiee. Bryce, uh, <laughs> please please add that uh, name to the BJ and the Shadow Bats track list, if you would. Okay. Louisiana Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Write that down. The Honey Island Swamp Monster could be some kind of strange humanoid hybrid of primate and reptile. Unlucky eyewitnesses who've crossed paths with the creature claim it stands over seven feet tall, is covered in dingy gray hair and tangled with swamp weeds. It has yellow reptilian eyes and curiously, it has scaly, webbed, three-toed feet, more like an alligator or an aquatic bird than, say, a Bigfoot and as i previously mentioned it is known to emit a foul death-like stench that dwarfs any surrounding boggy odors or swamp stink, a trait which is oft attributed to big hairy monsters the beast is often blamed for missing or mutilated livestock and even suspected of taking missing children in the area the creature may be the inspiration for legendary monsters that have been discussed in the region for generations the Letiche, referred to in stories by both indigenous peoples and Cajuns, was a spirit or monster that was half alligator, half human. Sometimes a child raised by gators, and sometimes an orphaned, unbaptized baby who grew up into a beast. Other hairy hominid, another hairy hominid feared by Cajuns, was the Loop Garou, a werewolf-like entity that haunts the swamps and sugarcane fields near New Orleans. About an hour and uh, about an hour away from Honey Island Swamp, and described uh, as a human body with the head of a wolf a dog. The first modern sighting of the Honey Island Swamp Monster occurred in 1963. Retired air traffic controller Harlan Ford and his hunting partner Billy Mills. Um, obviously, these two men should be played by Timothy Olyphant and uh, Walt Goggins in this story.
0: <laughs> Good casting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're very. Ju- I feel like these guys are very like justified, you know. Uh, they were flying over Honey Island Swamp looking for the location of an old abandoned cabin, and after spotting uh, said camp, they landed the plane and were trekking through the woods when they stumbled up on the creature in a clearing. Who rose up from all fours and stared at the two men before bounding off into the trees on two legs. Ford said, "It was nothing like I'd ever seen before." Ugly and sinister and looking like something out of a horror movie. It swung around and looked at us for a moment and tore off into the swamp. I want you to know it scared the heck out of me. According to Ford, the monster had slender legs, but a big broad chest and shoulders. Gray hair sprouted from its head and intermingled with the darker gray hair on its body. As for the eyes, Ford said... They were large, very large, and amber-colored, and looked hard at us before running off. Hmm. The more of uh, the memory of the event haunted the two men. In 1974, so we're talking 11 years later, Ford and Mills were hunting in the swamp when they came across uh, a boar with its throat slashed open and shredded to bits. Littered around the carcass were three toed tracks, all webbed feet by the looks of it. And Ford and Mills estimated they were too far away from the water to be those of an alligator. They figured their old hairy friend was the culprit of the poor animal's demise. They returned to the location that evening to set plaster casts of the prints, which measured between 10 and 12 inches long, and displayed three prominent webbed toes and a fourth toe closer to the arch of the foot. The the talon-like webbed toes suggested that the creature was agile at climbing trees as well as swimming through the murky depths of the swamp. 1977 Stories of the Swamp Monster attracted the attention of the classic TV show In Search Of, hosted by Leonard Nimoy. So during the program, the filmmakers interviewed a local man by the name of Ted Williams, a lifelong river rat who hunted and trapped on the Honey Island swamp. He described numerous encounters with the creature or creatures because once he even spotted an adult and a juvenile living in tandem through the forest. He explained, Bryce,
0: First time I ever saw it was standing plumb still like a stump. I stopped and realized it wasn't a stump and it wasn't supposed to be there. When I stopped, it ran. It was dark gray, about seven foot high. It jumped by you. That was the first time I saw it. The next time I seen them was swimming in the river, two of them. One was bigger than the other and faster than the other, and they swam just like a human with them long overhead strokes. I tried to get one of them to look at me and the other one ran off, and the other one wouldn't look at me. I could have shot it, I could have shot it, but I wouldn't on account it wouldn't look at me. It looked too much like a human to me, broad shoulders, arms hanging down below its knees, hands almost like a human's.
1: Another man, Harry Ford, claims that he and his wife were fishing in the swamp in the early 1970s and were terrorized by threatening vocalizations that kept moving closer and closer to their camp throughout the night until whatever had been stalking them was in the thick brush mere feet from their campsite. Harry had to chase it away with a flaming torch. Now, what could possibly be the origin of the Honey Island Swamp Monster? Well, local legend says that around the turn of the 20th century, a circus train crashed near the swamp. The surviving (laughs) animals fled into the bayou where a pack of circus chimpanzees mated with alligators to create this new breed of horror. Scientifically impossible? Sure. But an entertaining origin story nonetheless, even if it is subpar to say being bitten by a radioactive spider. Now, Harlan Ford's theory was that the creature was some type of primitive man that continued to evolve untouched by modern civilization, adapting to the primordial swamps around him for survival, living off the numerous plant life and aquatic species, plenty of which could sustain a small breed of 500 pound monsters. After his death in 1980, an eight millimeter film was found in Harlan's belongings by his wife. His granddaughter, Dana Holyfield, edited the film into her documentary film Encounters with the Honey Island Monster, which shows a few seconds of film capturing a lumbering, hairy creature moving through the forest. Had Harlan captured the, the, the creature on camera and never told his family? Listen, it's no Patterson-Gimlin film so maybe he was looking for better proof or maybe the whole thing was a hoax. Regardless, locals to this very day who have lived their entire lives on the swamp say that something's waiting out there in the dark with the ghosts and the gators of the Honey Island Swamp. And that is the story of the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Nice. Well, cold. Tom, bullshit or believe it, what do you, what do you think <laughs> this thing is?
3: Well, I mean... You know, the problem with these stories is that, again, there's so many, like there's numerous witnesses, right? And if they all are kind of saying they see the same thing, uh-huh. it's tough. Like, dude, I'm I'm not, I wasn't there. You know, I don't know. Are they all just happen to be bullshitting the same story or, you know? So, um, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe there's something weird. Maybe it's just some weird, I mean, dude, some... I guarantee there's some apes that are probably a little bit deformed or a little bit messed up looking, or some gators that look a little bit not like the other gators. A gator who know. found a an old fur coat and is yeah. having some fun in the in the bayou. <laughs> yeah, or you know maybe it's just I, yeah I don't know. Like you know what? Here's the thing that bothered me about the story: the very first thing when that first you know person saw it and it was like. They it looked at us for a few for a minute and then it ran away like the description of like the feet right like the webbed feet and then you went on to say about the you know the the footprints or whatever but it's like how the hell you know if you're i'm assuming in my mind they're you know the thing's 50 feet away from them or something right so i don't know that you would see you'd have that that good of a you know, vantage points to be able to see what kind of feet the thing had from that far away, especially if it's running away, a big ass thing. I don't know. There's obviously some holes there, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to, I guess if I had to say, I would probably say, I would probably say bullshit. But like, again, (laughs) I know you told me no middle ground, but I'd be like, you know, Hey, I'd be, I'd be worth, You know, I I would entertain it if uh, like if I knew someone that told me that story, I'd be like, well, they wouldn't lie. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, it's I mean, you're right in the headspace that we're in doing this show for four years. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. These people, you know, the thing is, like I watched I watched Dana uh, Holyfield's movie. I have some notes um, (laughs) mostly to do with editing and storytelling, but (laughs) I will say she got a lot of people on camera. Yeah. Who describe this thing and who have seen it and heard it. And they all say the same. Sin- these guys are all like, these guys are all look like they're the cast of a Burt Reynolds movie from like <laughs> 1970s. Like I they're, they're, it. they're like, they do not want to look stupid. And they talk about it. They're like, I don't talk about this cause I don't want to sound crazy. Sure. Now, <clears throat> some of it, sometimes I feel like I, uh, there's a little wink in the eye that some of these guys are having fun with just local folklore, mm-hmm. but But these guys live on the, one of them says, it's like, we're swamp people, we live out here, we see all this stuff. And this area is 70,000 acres large. And most of it, there are places where you can't even get to without chainsaws going through some of these like drifts sure. and creeks. So yeah. who knows what the hell is out there? I don't know. Now this, this thing to me does sound very roadside attraction, you know, with like, <laughs> it's got the feet of a gator and a, you know, the face of yeah, a human yeah. and the body of an <laughs> ape. It's very weird. Um, but Bryce, you know the the three toed thing comes up a lot with the southern. We do see that a lot, monster and that stuff. It's true,
0: you know. I'm I'm going to expand on a on a on a theory here a little bit. It's almost (laughs) like the environment sort of creates this forest element that people witness, and it has a physical presence, like. I just I'm fascinated by the idea that like what people see in the swamps is different than what people see in the Pacific Northwest. But
1: that makes and sense, that's different than
0: what people see in in the Texas grasslands. Right. It's sort of like it all has these different features. I mean, could these big hairy monsters, as John Keel called them, be, you know, um, evolving on such different levels and 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 having different attributes like that or. I don't know. It's so strange. Maybe they are I would, just
1: like nature spirits. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I
0: mean? yeah. Hmm. You because you would feel that that swamp might have some sort of its own energy that could, you know, interplay with our with our observership, and then it comes off as this hairy, you know, webbed, three toed creature that has these, you know, humanistic eyes. I don't know. So strange.
3: Well, then you have that that south the swampland bay, bayou. Uh, it's, it already has so, like, it already has that built in ghost yeah. story, mm-hmm. folklore, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, and whatever this so, yeah. weird half human, right. half crocodile <laughs> creature is, or hairy <laughs> right. werewolf creature, it's all very strange. It's a fun story. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, it's hard, it's hard to. This one feels very local, you know, which I love, which I absolutely love, but um. I'm not going to argue with the people who say that they've seen this. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to have
0: heard some horny teenagers in a car or something, but but I'll I'll, t- I'll take I'll take the old timers.
1: Yeah, there's none of those in this this story. That's these are all like river rat boat folks, you know. So <laughs> Um, but uh, well, there you go. That week's story, this week's story of highest strangest, another one in the books. Uh, Tom Higginson, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, what a blast! What great stories! Uh, where can you know? We don't know where to find the Honey Island Swamp Monster, but where can people <laughs> find you and your work?
3: Yes, my music is—it's uh, not a myth. It—it it really exists, <laughs> and there's proof. It's legendary, there's... but it's not a myth. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So obviously, I'm—I'm uh, I'm doing Plain White Tees. You guys know that music and stuff. PlainWhiteTees.com. But I've also—I started a record label called Humans Were Here, uh, which is also HumansWereHere.com. Um, and my personal Instagram, Instagram is kind of the only social media that I really do much of. Um, so my personal Instagram, I'd love to get more followers there. It's at Higgy pop. Cause my last name is Higginson and I, we had a sound guy that kind of started calling me Higgy pop a few years ago <laughs> and it just stuck. So That's
2: great.
3: at Higgy pop on Instagram. And then I also, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but the thing I'm really, uh, super excited about right now. Um, I started a solo project, my first solo project since being in the Plain White T's, going on, you know, whatever it is, 23 years now at this wow. point. Um, my first solo project, it's called Million Miler. And it's me, I, I'm really uh, fascinated with just, I mean, 80s culture in general, from the movies, Us too. Um, you know, to the, I got the 85 Bears. I'm, we're still living, you know, nice. we're still living in that moment in Chicago. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and then the music, of course, is like, it, it, it's perfect. It's just so fun. And, and you know, kind of kind of coming back around through things like Stranger Things and, you know, even like The weekend. his yeah, new album was is
1: great. Yeah, Yo. I just
3: love it. And then there's a whole scene of synth wave kind of happening. So I got really inspired by that stuff. So I decided to do a, a project that is... Uh, it's like a straight from the 80s synth pop um, solo project, and I've got an album coming out. I don't know when this is going to air, but um, May 10th, my debut album oh. comes out. Oh, wow. Right, right on the money. Yeah. This That's is going to be out
1: uh, a week from today. So it's oh, going to be go. out. Uh, I can't do math, but I think it's what? May, May 12th. So there you go. Yeah, it's, exactly. all, it's out. Guys, go get <laughs> it.
3: The album is out. Yeah. So uh, everybody check that out on Spotify, you know, all the streaming places. And you can actually order vinyl. And of course, since it's an 80s themed project on cassette tape, you can order those at humanswerehere.com
1: fantastic and i'll throw a link to that in the show notes uh so everybody can just scroll down and tap on that and go go get their vinyl and their cassettes that's great thank you awesome man thank you so much uh yeah follow follow higgy pop follow at mcmills my instagram account that's basically where i am these days at bigfoot collectors club uh over at instagram and bigfoot pod on twitter bryce riley got any plugs before we say goodnight?
0: Yeah, I'm at Instagram at uh, Bryce O. Johnson and on Twitter at, uh... oh wait, no, I'm sorry, Twitter, Bryce O. Johnson, Instagram, <laughs> Mr. Bryce Johnson. I'm trying to make it easy for you. Find me there. Yeah,
2: I'm uh, at Peastrone on Instagram and, uh, you know, I just, I I implore you to check out the other side, uh, our Patreon. I really, if you've made it to this point of the episode, you like this show There's so much more of this show there. Uh, I I really think you'll enjoy it. So just check it out. It's patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club.
1: That's great. Uh, I want to give a little plug for Bryce because I keep forgetting to do this uh, and our listeners will want to know, Expedition Bigfoot Season 2 is now airing on the Travel Channel on Sundays. Oh, yes. That's right. If you missed it, on discovery plus you can get it now on the travel channel that's right you guys want to check that out and then come listen to our entire recap of the entire series over on the other side we recapped every episode and we got some awesome guests on it too all right uh thanks again to tom uh we appreciate it uh go get all the music uh follow him at higgy pop until next week good night and go get regressed nice thank
0: Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show please rate and review us on apple podcasts it really helps get the podcast to more listeners to support the show check out our patreon page at patreon.com backslash bigfoot collectors club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month
3: hey guys heather ashley here host of the big mad true crime podcast if you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk you have found your people